0: Hello and welcome to the Refresh Podcast. I'm Jared, worship coordinator for Citrus Church and host of the podcast. This episode marks 41 episodes for the Refresh Podcast. And when you do something long enough, you start seeing things from multiple perspectives. Now and again, I think it's okay to focus on things from a different perspective. Granted, that can be dangerous because a different perspective can give us a different focus. And sometimes it's the wrong focus. In all honesty, I think we could all agree that we find ourselves focusing on the wrong thing from time to time. Or not so much focusing on the wrong thing, but simply overlooking the little instances in our lives that we should probably be paying attention to. And focus stands out to me for basically two reasons. The first is our current sermon series. With fall officially beginning today, September 22nd, We're witnessing a few changes now. We're now setting our schedules and routines. The feelings of summer have worn off. And regardless of whether you have children or not, we've survived the hectic first weeks of school and adjusted to traffic changes and our favorite evening hangout spots being filled with middle schoolers or high schoolers. There are changes happening all around us, and it conjures different feelings inside of us. Some are happy and looking forward to pumpkin spice lattes. I've never tried one. Don't plan to ever start. And others may feel trapped or uncertain of the season. Between the changing seasons and settling of routines, Brian saw inspiration for a new sermon series on the book of Ecclesiastes and how at times life can feel meaningless and fill us with doubts. The good news is God comes to replace those doubts with hope and gives life its meaning. If you've been keeping up, you'll remember that a few months ago, I did a four-part study on Ecclesiastes here on the podcast. I won't take too much time to summarize the episodes, but I will say it's a book that really speaks to where a lot of us find ourselves. I think you'd agree there are different points in our lives where everything feels pointless and we question why we do certain things, like making a bi-weekly podcast. Like fall, in some places, life can feel dull and kind of less colorful we'll say and if we're not careful we can journey too far down the rabbit hole of personal misery and end up stuck or in a rut and in those ruts we tend to lose sight of things requiring us to regain focus which again focus stands out to me for a second reason over the last few weeks i've been leading a small group study on the book the screw tape letters by c.s lewis Though his nonfiction books take a little bit more effort to understand, it's pretty clear Lewis understood faith and what's going on around us. If you're unfamiliar with the Screwtape letters, the summary that I've been giving is that it's a book written roughly 80 years ago about a senior tempter or a or a demon named Screwtape, coaching his nephew, a junior tempter, a, a demon, named Wormwood on how to sway a man's soul away from his newly found faith. I know it sounds like such a cheery book, but the goal for the group wasn't so much to talk about demons and spiritual warfare. My hope was to use the book as a starting point for conversations on how we struggle in our faith. Again, I know wonderful conversations, but it has been an amazing group. And the running theme that we've seen in this book is what we've summarized as distraction. The tempters are trying to do whatever they can to keep this man from focusing on the right thing. For example, in one of the earlier chapters, the man, or the patient as we also call him, has just become Christian and he visits a church. Screwtape advises Wormwood to get the patient to focus more on the people around him, comparing the idea of the body of Christ to the faces next to him in the pews, making him question what he was expecting everyone to look like, rather than listen to what's actually going on. I'm sure you remember your first visits to churches and possibly asking the same questions. In another chapter, the book talks about tortured fear and stupid confidence. And a couple of paragraphs later, Screwtape clarifies that he is talking about living in the past versus unrealistic hope for the future. He admits that looking too much to the future is worse than dwelling on the past because our future is unknown to us versus the past, which we've already lived through. And dwelling too much on the future causes us to develop fear of what's to come or false hope that will eventually let us down. In the chapters leading up to letter 13 or chapter 13, we see the patient has started hanging out with a group of friends who, in addition to not being Christians themselves, openly mock Christianity. And the man is struggling to decide whether he should be hanging out with this group or if he's in his mind calling it a evangelical opportunity, we'll say. Later, we see the patient feeling the pressure and anxiety of war, more specifically World War II, which is happening at this time, because from a British standpoint, the war looks very grim and he is of age to be drafted. However, in Chapter 13, we see something a little different, and Screwtape writes, Dear Wormwood, it seems to me that you take a great many pages to tell me a very simple story. The long and short of it is that you have let the man slip through your fingers, The situation is very grave, and I really see no reason why I should try to shield you from the consequences of your inefficiency. A repentance and a renewal of what the other side, the other side being God, call grace on the scale which you describe as a defeat of the first order. and amounts to a second conversion and probably a deeper level than the first. Now, simply put, the patient has recommitted his life to Christ. And what caused this almost sudden recommitment, you may ask? Well, Screwtape goes on to point it out. He says On your first showing, you first allowed the patient to read a book he really enjoyed, because he enjoyed it and not in order to make clever remarks about it to his new friends. In the second place, you allowed him to walk down to the old mill and have tea there, a walk through country he actually likes. And he took it alone. In other words, you allowed him two real positive pleasures. Now, to piece all that together, the patient who, after a period of drifting away from God, has decided to recommit his life to Christ after simply reading a book that he actually liked, just for the sake of enjoying it, and taking a nice walk down to an old mill to have tea. Or as Screwtape puts it, he experienced two positive pleasures. And unlike some of the recommitment stories you've Probably heard, we don't see the patient in some earth shattering realization caused by a dire situation. It doesn't even take place in a church. All we see is a guy reading a book, taking a walk, and having tea. And it's enough for him to have a moment with God. Now, reading a book and taking a walk seem like trivial things. However, it's a problem for screw tape and wormwood for one overwhelming reason. Positive pleasure is a gift from God. Now, why does this matter? What have I been going on about for the last five or six minutes? More importantly, why on God's green earth should you care? Well, you should care because over the last few episodes, I've talked about the need and hesitation of starting over and the cheeriness in the book of Ecclesiastes. I've talked about how we have to move forward when it's hard and how God is with us in our times of hardship. And with all that as the example how often do we think of God in the good? Do we remember that the things we enjoy come from God? And I'm thinking, a, I'm thinking out loud a bit, but it often feels like we look for God so much during this struggle that when we have a moment to enjoy what's happening around us, we forget that he's there. James 1 verse 17 tells us, Every good and perfect gift is from above. According to Google, there are various interpretations of what good and perfect gifts mean, but for me at least, I'm sure it's talking about the good things that happen in our lives. Gifts like enjoying our favorite drinks, having lunch with friends, and listening to music are all gifts from God. And if every gift is from God, it would make sense that God communicates with us through his gifts in the same way he does when we worship. With a walk through nature, one of God's creations, and hot tea, literally made from God's creation, the patient has an encounter with God that causes him to recommit his life. In the same way, God communicates with us through his gifts, through the good. Enjoying a cup of coffee, the cool air, I promise it's on the way. Even small groups are gifts from God that help us deal with our troubles and remind us of God's presence. My hope is that as the season changes and as we transition through our own individual seasons, When we have a moment of peace, a time to laugh, time to partake in whatever we enjoy, we take time to listen for God because he speaks to us in the good too. To wrap things up, I hope you found this episode to be useful in some way. So far this season, we've talked about Lynn Chandler, folk festivals, and moving forward when faced with difficult circumstances. We've talked about the hymn, It Is Well With My Soul by Horatio Spafford, and how God is with us and speaks to us in times of pain and suffering. So, I felt like it was time to have a bit of a lighter conversation. Coming up in the next few weeks on Saturday, October 2nd at 10 a.m., we'll be having a blessing of the animals. It's an opportunity to bring your pets for an individual blessing as we recognize the special role pets play in our lives. Next, on Monday, October 4th at 7 p.m., Crystal is kicking off her small group on the five love languages. It's a book study for everyday implications that shows us how to express love and appreciation for the people in our lives. And as always, join us for worship online or in person at Summerlake Elementary at 1030 on Sundays. And with that, we'll catch you next time.